Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of More Than Sweat. I'm your host, Brooke Benton, and I have big news that I am announcing to you first, my sweat squad. It is an online wellness group that lasts 100 days and kicks off a month from now. It'll be March 18th kickoff called Heavy 100. I hosted this group last year, and if you go to my website, brookebitten.com, you'll see my personal transformation from day one of the program to day 100. I've been able to keep those results. My husband did the program. He morphed from a mere mortal to Ryan Gosling over the course of 100 days, and to this day, I could wash clothes off of his abs. So the program works, it's simple. You do heavy dumbbell lifting for 10 minutes a day, and I give you workout videos and written content so that you can follow along simply and easily, just 10 minutes. You do 20 minutes of endurance aerobic activity outdoors every day. Ideally, you get it in outside if it's mega hot or it's just not conducive to doing your aerobic activity outside. Okay, you can do it in a temperature controlled room, but there is benefit to being outdoors that surpasses just the physical fitness benefit of it. But that mode could be walking, hiking, jogging, taking a group fitness class, whatever you choose for aerobic activity. A is abstaining from alcohol. I'm not gonna have a spy cam in your home to make sure you're not tapping into the booze, but don't tap into the booze for 100 days. We're going to fight inflammation, we're going to be hydrated, you're gonna wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed because you're abstaining from alcohol for 100 days. V is vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. By consuming plenty of vegetables, you're going to be greatly increasing the amount of fiber that you're intaking, and that's gonna help you to feel good. You talk about, oh, I've got gut issues. Let's heal those gut issues by consuming plenty of fiber. It makes you feel full, but it works like a vacuum cleaner, going through and sucking up the muck. So plenty of fiber through vegetables. Why is yielding screen time? The devil's in the devices. And by being aware of how much time we're spending on our screen time and really trying to limit it, it's gonna improve your life. So over the course of 100 days, mega life-changing transformations. This isn't just a fitness program, it's a wellness program. It made me feel good on the inside. The only way I can describe it, like I would relate it to falling in love. I would wake up in the mornings with that feeling inside, I'm in love. That's just how it feels when you're getting all of those dominoes stacked up right. Simple steps of a little bit of strength training, a little bit of aerobic activity, not drinking the booze, eating plenty of fiber, and not spending too much time mindlessly, endlessly scrolling on the gram. It's amazing, and I can't wait to lead you through it. Check out more details at brookbitten.com. I'll continue to give you more and more information as we get closer to kickoff date, but tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your mom, and let's all get enrolled in the program. I'll be doing it with you again, kicking off on March 18th. Okay, let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. We're talking about an injury that I have struggled with for over two years. It's called proximal hamstring tendinopathy. And you probably don't struggle with the same injury, but I bet you struggle with something that needs the same remedy that I need for my PHT. So for the longest time, I thought that this is just an injury I'm gonna have to live with the rest of my life. Because if it's stuck around for two years and I've tried physical therapy and chiropractic therapy and rolfing and cold therapy and hot therapy and cryotherapy and dry needling and acupuncture and cupping, you, you get it. I've tried just about everything. But I started listening to this podcast by an Australian physical therapist named Brody Sharp. It's called the Overcoming Proximal Hamstring Tendinopathy Podcast. I will link it in the show notes. And he said these words that were eye-opening to me. Proximal hamstring tendinopathy happens when load is greater than capacity. 
It's so simple, but so profound. Think about it when the expectations you put on yourself, that you implement on yourself, overwhelm your capacity to deal with those, and you still keep trucking along, you get injured. Oh my gosh, light bulb. I used to run 50 miles a week. It had to be at least 50 miles a week, and my pace had to be 7.30 or less if I was pushing both kids in a stroller, or seven minutes or less if I was running on my own, and these were the rules, and there was no wavering from it, and I remember I did a half marathon in February of 2022 where the, my hamstring just started barking at me part, part way through the marathon and I wouldn't stop and then it started barking louder and I just uh, you know, grunted at it and drug my leg through the rest of the, the half marathon and ended up, you know, now here we are two years later. And what happened was mentally, I was saying, I'm strong enough to do this. Come on, hamstring, let's go, let's go, game on. But that load was greater than the capacity my hamstring had to be able to keep going. Can you think of things in life that may be like that for you? Maybe for you, you have a full-time job and you're also super momming it and you love it. You're on the PTA, you're at all the sporting events, you make your kid homemade sandwiches with the crust cut off, you play on the trampoline with them, you invite friends over because you're the fun house and you engage with the children and have the cool snacks and you read books and you do all of the things, but you're on the edge of burnout. I'm telling you, if load exceeds capacity, you're either going to have to decrease the load or increase your capacity. You could increase your capacity by delegating other things like the house cleaning. Maybe you delegate that, maybe grocery deliveries, or you could decrease your load and you would still be super mom. You're still doing a great job even if you let some of the mommy mommy stuff go. You drop out of the PTA, you let them buy the hot lunch and the cafeteria. And I know you wanna think that you can keep on keeping on like this, that you can handle the heavy load. Bring on, bring more load because you can handle it. Your capacity is not there. And you know what's not a good indicator of capacity? Comparing yourself to other people. As moms, it's so easy to do that, to look at other women and be like, well, she has a full-time job and she does all of the stuff with her kids that I do. She buys all organic produce. She looks smoking hot, exercises all the time. She volunteers at the shelter. Why the heck can't I do that? You have no idea what her capacity is and it has nothing to do with you. Why are you veering outside of your lane? Stay in your own lane. Same thing with an injury. Oh my goodness, according to Brody Sharp, imaging is not a good indicator of the amount of pain that you're in with for instance, proximal hamstring tendinopathy. He says he doesn't even order imaging because it's not congruent with what that patient is feeling. For instance, he said sometimes it will show in imaging a complete avulsion, meaning that the tendon has disconnected from the bone, uh, maybe with all three hamstrings tendons, the semimembranosus, semitendinosus, and biceps femoris, which are the three hamstrings muscles. And then they realize, oh, the imaging was done on the other side where that patient wasn't even experiencing any pain. And the side that's angry shows maybe just a thickening of the hamstrings tendon that it doesn't even look congruent with the pain this person seems to be feeling. So imaging isn't a good indicator. The nervous system can be hypervigilant and that's sending the signal to your brain that mayday, mayday, this it needs your attention even if an MRI shows yeah it doesn't look like there's very much uh, wrong here I had one orthopedic tell me if you took three Advil a day for 10 days I think it'll take down the inflammation and I believe you'll feel fine are you kidding me if I took three hydrocodone a day for 10 days I would not be fine this feels as if my leg is not connected to my body if I'm sitting I'm carrying around a donut to sit on like a little old lady with hemorrhoids that is how intense this pain is 
So an MRI doesn't always reveal the real picture of what your nervous system is feeling. It's just like if you were to compare yourself to your neighbor, it's just as if I were to compare myself to Rose Wetzel and be like, she's my same age and she's also a mother and yet she can run sub six minute miles without PHT and she does it in the trails. If Rose can do it, why can't you do it? Oh, because we're two different people. We are two completely different people and her capacity has nothing to do with my capacity. With exercise, it can be a tricky thing because you do want to load your muscles to their highest possible capability. That's where performance gains happen. You want to do that. That's where human performance thrives is in going to the edge, but you can't go over the edge. You need to listen to the still small voice in your head that says, caution, danger, don't go past me and not just steamroll right past barriers. What my muscle needs in order to get stronger to build the capacity is to use really heavy weight. So I'm at the gym doing some really heavy deadlifts and I have to believe this is going to work. I'm going to improve strength and function of the hamstring muscle in order to build the tolerance and then the load that I put on the hamstrings muscle will meet the capacity and I'll be able to meet these goals. I'll still be able to run fast again one day, but I gotta put the horse before the cart, not just continuing to try to run and try to run and be angry and be frustrated and dig my fingers into the injury and be like, you dirty rat. I need to treat it kindly. And in order to treat it kindly, I do the work that it takes in order to build the strength and function. So I do the heavy deadlifts, back off a little bit from the, the fun training, the training that I like to do, that right now the hamstring's just not strong enough to do that. I really hope that you're using this as a metaphor with whatever you're dealing with in your life where the capacity is insufficient for the load that you're putting on yourself. I know I have an upper limit. I just have to start heeding that calling so that load does not exceed capacity and I don't live the rest of my life sitting with half of my butt cheek on a chair and just living in chronic pain. For now, my sport is recovery, heavy barbell lifting, lots of good, good Romanian deadlifts, and I'm gonna work on building up my capacity. And then, let it be known, I will be at the starting line of races. I cannot wait to recover from this. I know it's possible. I also know that this was important for you, for whatever you're dealing with in your life that may be where the load is greater than your capacity, and this podcast may save you from going over the edge and ending up burnout or injured. I look forward to seeing you next Friday in episode seven of More Than Sweat.